It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm here in the River City Podcast Studios on the banks of the Ohio in Little Henderson, Kentucky. So we are going to have a great show today, and it's 2023, and I just can't believe the new year's already here. But that being said, I have an awesome guest here today with us. You may know her. You may know her on TikTok as Misfit Amy. Liberty Red, Star Spangled Assets. She goes by a whole bunch of different names. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear oh, me? Yes, I can. I it's the first time on a um on a sound only podcast. So it's my first experience. Thanks. Be gentle, guys. Be gentle. <laughs> we will be. And yeah, it's I'm gonna eventually get to the video at some point in the year i'm just kind of getting everything going on this so far so audio it is for now yeah no worries i'm good with it i didn't even have to do makeup (laughs) i'm I'm pretty excited actually you get to dress down today huh yeah my hoodies (laughs) and leggings impress them with my voice (laughs) so how's everything going up in the state of washington oh you know the communism is real here in fact i've never experienced so much discrimination in my entire life and so many people are okay with it which blows my mind yeah i've always said i'd like to just come up there to go and see the beautiful sights not deal with the damn liberal people if you're like aesthetically it's such a beautiful state there's literally water everywhere i come from nevada or like the southwest part of america uh so when i moved up here i was just impressed with the amount of water there is Literally, it's falling out the sky, it's dew, it's on the grass, it's got, we've got rivers and rain, and it's just nearly always moisture. And in the spring, it creates the most beautiful and lush, like, rainforest-type environment. It's beautiful. Uh, but it does come with liberals. And so the indoctrination is real here, especially in you, when you go near the big cities. Yeah, I'm sure Seattle is a very lovely liberal city. Yeah, it's gotten real, real bad down there. Uh, like when I went down maybe maybe a month ago, I went down there and it's definitely just so run down and just it's sad. And there's still people running around with masks on and all the nonsense. And it just makes you wonder, can they read? <laughs> I mean, right? Like at yeah. what point are we going to take responsibility for our own wellness and stop buying into what mainstream has to say and actually do our homework and realize that some of these things are detrimental to our health. Absolutely. And, you know, people like you and me were constantly censored on all these social media platforms for speaking the truth. And, you know, there's a lot of people are starting to begin to wake up just not fast enough. I don't think. Uh, I think that it's happening just the way it's supposed to. I know that that sounds really crazy, Uh, but also, you know, until the people actually wake and stand together, we are lost. We are lost unless the people stand up. And so as long as it takes, no matter what it takes, it's not over until it's over. And so in my opinion, it's not over. And we are just 
kind of taking our time waiting for some of these people to wake up. I do think that the economy is going to be the big, the big blow, if you will. Everyone will feel it. There will be a point that everyone will beg to have a different leadership because the economy affects us all the same. If you can't eat, you can't eat. Yep. And I think that's where we're seeing with the World Economic Forum and their push to go to the uh, central bank digital currency system. We're starting to see that be pushed in many of the other countries around the world. I mean, China, you have the social credit score, which that's another thing that'll come along with it. And you'll see the carbon tax come along with that as well. 100%. And they're trying to force us into uh, like the... For example, in, in California, 2000, anything made before 2010, they're not going to allow on their roads. I mean, how do these people believe that's going to affect their supply chain? Exactly. I mean, and the other thing that goes with that is uh, they'll want to shut your car off if you don't pay your tax or you don't, you know, do what you're supposed to do. They will automatically shut your car down. Absolutely. There's, there's an article out today that um, they were talking about there's going to be kill switches on all the brand new vehicles coming out from this year on down the road. And, you know, if they really wanted to kill some of these new models anyway, they could just, I mean, what is it, EMP? Is that what it is? Electromagnetic yeah. pulse? They could just shut it down anyway. Unless you have a car from like the 60s and 70s. I mean, maybe the 80s too, but like there was a point that they started putting in electromagnetic things that could be destroyed by that electromagnetic pulse. Correct. My husband's a car guy. So we have a lot of really old cars. That's what we do is we collect and restore. Uh, so that's his passion, not his job. Uh, but at least we'll have some forms of vehicles to be able to get around. But then at the other hand, will we really want to be getting around to be around pe desperate people? Desperate people make really poor decisions and they, um, are dangerous. Absolutely. And I do believe you have one of my dream cars in your garage. Uh, isn't it a Chevelle? Uh, we do. We have a, I want to say the Chevelle is a 67 Chevelle. And then we have a 67 Nova and a 66 <clears throat> GTO. Mm. Yes. I would like to get my hands on those. At least yeah. I've, my favorite is the 66 Chevelle, but a 67 I can settle for in the GTO, definitely. They're beautiful cars, and they would run in the event the government decided they didn't want us to drive our cars. <laughs> uh, not that we would want to have them out. I mean, the one is near a $300,000 car after all of the restore and modifications that was put on it. The thing is like, anytime even one of the kids get near it, I'm like, get away from the car. I'll kill you. Get away from the car. Stay away. We don't want scratches and dents. It, you know, the animals get too close and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's a, also respect for my husband, too, because that's his passion. That's his like that car next to me, of course, because I'm the real baby. But <laughs> that car is his baby. Like uh, he has spent near 10 years restoring that thing piece by piece, like the entire thing he went through and restored. The other two we got kind of already had already some. Uh, restoration happened to them but the gto we actually built from the ground up awesome just i enjoy that car so talking about potential things that could happen in the future with the the economy now i know you are big into your garden and that's just got to be the smart thing for people to do is to make sure to start 
making your own garden and getting prepared. So what is your suggestion to people who may be just now starting out on a garden? Uh, Back to garden. So I would, what I did was I did trees. That's how I started. I did trees and strawberries. Um, But my suggestion would be to find things. Everyone should have a commodity. Yeah. You don't have to grow a garden full of shit. You can, don't get me wrong. You can, but if everybody had an item that they could take to market to exchange for other items, I mean, back to the barter system, it sounds, sounds rough, but also having a commodity is future. It um, provides, you can just exchange it with neighbors and friends. Absolutely. It's like me, I grow uh, potatoes in five gallon buckets. Oh yeah, that's perfect. And that's something people even in apartments can do. You right. can grow an apartment. You just have to do it in containers and figure it out. Uh, strawberries also grow well in apartments and they propagate themselves. Or in other words, they make more strawberry plants without any work. They do it all by themselves. That's very awesome. And what other kinds of things do you grow besides strawberries? I have 17 blueberry plants. I have 22 trees in my orchard. I have strawberries. I have in the back, I've got asparagus and uh, kiwi. And I have tomatoes. I have beds for tomatoes. Uh, It's winter, so they're not, you know, nothing's doing anything right now. Uh, And what else do I got back there? I've got space for squash. We usually do, um, we do quite a bit of things. We also grow a medicinal plant that I don't know what kind of service we're on, but I won't mention my medicinal plant without knowing the censorship levels because TikTok disables me for talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah, That, that will definitely come in, come in handy uh, down the road of, if we end up going in in a path of where the system crashes and collapse. I do think that's where we're headed. Unfortunately, Uh, And I do think that people should be prepared in the sense that have your wealth put into like precious metals of some sort because they are tried and true. Uh, And I think that people should actively grow something. You don't have to grow everything under the sun. You could just pick one or two things and then you have a commodity to exchange with others to, you know, get more things that you might want or you can't grow. I live next door to a cattle rancher. So I don't worry about cattle. My neighbor is a cattle rancher. So I can easily take my fruit over there to him and be like, look, I've got all this fruit. I know you want some fruit. And he'll be like, bitch, I got cows. Here you go. (laughs) So, you know, uh, community, that would be my biggest. My biggest recommendation would be to connect with you with people, like minded people locally, uh, because when the shit hits the fan, Our friends from across the country, as much as they would want to help and try to help, like how, how can they help? They can't. So locally connecting with patriots or like-minded individuals locally will be the best bet because those are the people that can help. Yeah. And that's, see, that's the thing that I've I've been prepping for years. I've been stocking up on everything you probably think of and imagine of from food to water to medical supplies ammo you know whatever i pretty much have a lot of it but i also learned through some people to go out and number one talk to your local farmers yes see you know what you can work out if the economy were to collapse work out a deal with them you know if you need meat what do you need 
you know, well, make, a, make a good barter and trade system. That's exactly it. Uh, since for the last year, I've actually been buying all of my eggs from a local farm. And when I get my meat, I also buy from local farms. Because if you make those connections now, when the shit hits the fan, they're going to remember your name while all these other new people are going to be showing up saying, I need food. Right. And, you know, yeah. that connection you make now is going to matter. Yeah. And I mean, also somebody I know that makes moonshine. So, you know, whenever it comes down, I need some alcohol. I know exactly the person I can go to and make a trade. That's it. And at you the know. end of the day, that trade, that's uh, we, the people of this country are going to suffer. But at the end of it, I do believe that it's going to be like a phoenix. Uh, but you can't have that phoenix without the burn. Absolutely. We will crash first. Yeah. And that's, and people need to have, as I always say, you need to have multiple action plans, whether you're at home, at work, on the road, out running errands, it doesn't matter. You need to have an action plan. And for myself, I live in Kentucky and I live right across the river from Indiana. And so I work in Indiana and there's only one bridge. And I know when shit hits the van, that bridge is the first thing that's going to go down. Yeah, you know, they'll they'll put a radius around the city and that's one of the places they're going to stop people from going across. Yep. So I've worked out a deal with somebody that has a river camp and has a boat. So I know exactly how to get to them and they can get me across the river where I need to go. So I think that those are the most important things. The <clears throat> connections we make now are going to matter most when we start really going through it. Uh, it is alleged that they will crash that economy completely by design and. If you're paying attention, it's inevitable. They've already started it, and it's not going to stop. It's it's like a snowball. Yep, and you're starting to see, I think it was a Whole Foods in Virginia. They uh, actually started putting in the whole uh, palm reading. Yes. And the central bank digital currency system. We banking. have that here. Oh, you have it there, too? Seattle is, we have, uh, like, even our convenience stores, If only in the city. Okay, so when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about, the city of Seattle, or even um, Port, not Portland, uh, spoke, not Spokane, further south, Tacoma type area. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Western Washington areas, these areas already have the, the convenience stores that don't have an attendant. Literally, it's all automated, kind of like the McDonald's down in Texas. It's all automated. There's no people working it anymore. Right. And so they just, I guess, it, I mean, I haven't, I won't participate in it. So I haven't actually done it. But one, my oldest daughter is a bit indoctrinated. I love her to death. Uh, but we still struggle. And she definitely has been in them. And she tells me about them. Yeah. She also tells me about AI that she follows <laughs> on, on social media. Like she legit follows fake profiles that are AI generated. They're not real people but they look like real people. Isn't that weird? And like yeah. she knowingly follows it. Like she's a 25 year old. So, you know, she is of the age group that they are hitting the hardest. Yeah. And I mean, talking about that, the indoctrination centers in this country, the just everything that they're doing to the kids in these schools is, is absolutely unreal. Thankfully mine are 18 and 20 and, graduated and out of the house and they're on their own but i really feel for the 
kids that are in these indoctrination centers and their parents haven't taken them out and start homeschooling them yet. That's my big thing is get these kids out of these schools, make them lose the state funding because that's the only way they're going to get their money. Yep. Is the, the amount of seats that they have asses sitting in them and get, you know, get them out. It's time for people to start networking as patriots and come up with our own educational system by homeschool. That's how our forefathers wanted it. Our forefathers wanted it localized uh, so that the parents and the community itself dictated what was being taught in schools and not the government mandating what's being taught in schools. Yep. And this is the this is the prime example of what the founding fathers did not want. Absolutely agreed. Absolutely agreed. We are there. We are living it. Never in a million years would I have thought, like looking back in my life, would I have thought we would have been a part of something so big, so wildly important. Yeah. And, you know, it's up to us to save ourselves. It absolutely is. Everybody continues to say, well, Trump this or DeSantis that. They're not going to save us. They can't save us. They're part of that system. The the establishment runs what's going on. And until we decide to stand up and do what the founding fathers said in the Declaration of Independence and start anew and abolish the government we have and set it on the principles that they set forth, you know, and nothing's going to change. Well, and I think that people are delusional in the fact that no one person has the power to compete with the establishment. The establishment's too big and too deep with too many deeply seated corruption arms down into the lowest levels of society. They can, and one person can't compete with that. The only power powerful enough to compete with the establishment is we the people as a whole. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. So with the the clot shot, have you seen where Dr. Malone is now talking about uh, livestock being injected with these vaccinations? I have. Do you remember? Do you remember? I want to say it was like a year ago or so. They were just finding fields of cattle dead. Right. And so it leads me to believe that that was connected somehow. It's all connected. Because you think about who's the largest farm land owner in the country? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. And who's wanting to push all these vaccines? Bill Gates. Gates. And then who's wanting to do all this synthetic meat and beyond meat and all the synthetic synthetic baby formula? Yeah. All of it. So it's all tying together. And then also in the state of New York, they became the sixth state to sign on for the uh, human compositing. I know Washington and Oregon are in California are three states that are involved in that, I believe. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. The corruption in these states, though, I don't think that people understand the severity of the corruption in these states. For example, there is no voting in person whatsoever. And a lot of these people will tell you, oh, yes, I did it in person. No, you put your ballot in a box in person. You did not physically vote in person. And so there's a big misconception there that, see, this this corruption has taken hold so deep and it's been here so long that, like, my husband has never voted in person. He's 41 years old. It's because 
they took away voting in person 20 fucking years ago. So these people that grew up this way don't understand the difference. Yep. And, you know, that's what they want to continue to do to to dumb people down with technology and to bring in what they consider what the rule and the law and the policy should be. And it's not following in accordance to the uh, Constitution. Well, and it was none of it was voted on by the people. So the people that live here know that it wasn't voted on. It was it was implemented on the people for their own convenience, if you will, because, you know, we have a lot of people that live in the sticks around here, which is true. But they're all or most all very capable of making it to a voter location to ensure the safety and security of that. That is our most important and precious item. Without it, we basically, you know, are controlled. We are not a free people. Yeah, it's amazing how many people from other countries look at us and they laugh about our voting system. I've seen one of the uh, creators, I don't know, it's been about three, four months ago, I guess it was back right before the election, and they went to the Bahamas and they were confronted by a a couple that were from Israel and then their waitress, you know, was there from the Bahamas and they were talking about the voting in the U.S. and they wanted to know if it was true that we had mail-in ballots and they're like, yeah, there's a lot of states that do mail-in ballots and they just shook their head and they said, in Israel, it's required that you show up that day, you have a voter card and you have a thumbprint. And that's how they do their elections. It's done that day and the results that night. And it should and, be that way. And that's, that's the way it, it should be. be. Um, in Washington state then and Oregon and other states as well, I'm not going to cite them, but I can without doubt name Washington and Oregon are mail-in only. Like I went to the Snohomish County Auditor's Office, the people in charge of the entire voter system in my county, and there is nowhere in in my county you can vote in person. There's nowhere in King County, which is where Was- where Seattle actually is. There's nowhere you can vote in person. There is a auditor's office where you can go drop your ballot off in person, but it's still technically a mail-in system where they take all those ballots to a dark room somewhere and, you know, have their count, if you will. There's no transparency in it whatsoever. And so then they give us this website so that you can log in and make sure that your ballot was received, you know, in the name of transparency, right? But there's no way to verify who your vote was counted towards. So there's not any transparency. It only says whether it was received or not received. Yeah, and I think a lot of the people are really becoming more aware of how shady our voting system is i mean if these past few elections haven't been an eye-opener for people i don't know what's what it's going to take to for people to understand that these things are being stolen and they're orchestrated and people are being selected and not elected so my toxic trait my toxic trait is positivity and i can actually see the amount of people that are waking up each time we have one of these elections And more like the amount of people that woke up in 2022 was a huge snap by comparison to 2020. I woke up like I was awake before the 2020 election and I had actually taken my ballot into the auditors then too, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't quite as aware as I am now. Uh, But in 2020, like I was standing with a group of people, 
But in 2022, that group of people is huge. It's wild how fast our side of this is growing. And so a lot of people want to, you know, boo boo and be like, oh, it's over. No, it's not fucking over. It's not over until either they win or we win. And at this point, our side grows every day. There is even what's called the walkaway campaign. And that's where their side of the divide is literally walking away from their party. Not that I am in agreement with the two-party system, but right now, the majority of the patriots are standing in what we would call the Republican side. Right. Yeah, and the two-party system was never meant to be anyways, and we just allowed it, and it continued to grow and grow and grow, and the federal government became so overreaching, and they've just, they've invaded every aspect of our life. They have. They never, our forefathers never intended for the government to be so large, so powerful, and so centralized. The government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. It's supposed to benefit us, and it is anything but that. I mean, we are literally taxed to live, taxed to make money, taxed to spend money, taxed to die with money. You, There's nothing you can't do without paying the government to do it. Right. And then just a prime example is the death tax. <laughs> yes. They're going to tax you until you die, literally. It is wild. Uh, I am I'm not a fan, uh, but I am learning how to, you know, live within it and wake people up in a hopes that one day we won't have this to answer to anymore. Yeah. And, you know, the thing for me is I would like to see us do what Brazil did. Everybody in Brazil just lost their total shit over their election and they all went to the streets over it so it's just like we have all these other countries around the world they look at us and they're looking up to us because you know we were the trendsetters for the new government you know we were living back amongst monarchy back in the day and well you know we trendsetted and the founding fathers set the new principles for a constitutional republic and now everybody wants to emulate us or be us and they're kind of looking up to us about you know this shit's happening in the u.s so when are you guys going to do something well absolutely and our government is responsible for what is happening in the entire world right now so there's many times because i don't just i love all of my americans don't get me wrong but i'm friends with people that are fighting the same war in other countries with their own governments and our country is the shining beacon on the hill. And if we don't pull our heads out of our asses and save ourselves from this corruption, it is the same corruption that's poisoning the rest of the world as well. Yep. And once our economy goes down, it's going to take all the other economies with it. Absolutely. America is tied into the whole world in such intricate ways. People don't seem to understand the severity of the situation that we're in right now. There is a lot of people that have not woken up yet or just waking up. And uh, this corruption is worldwide, and this revolution that is not being televised is worldwide. One hundred percent. And, you know, everybody around the world knows exactly who the World Economic Forum is. They know the players involved in it. And it's just like all this stuff is happening all over the world. It's not just happening in the U.S. It's not just happening in Canada or Europe. It's everywhere. And they want to start in these little countries like Australia and I can't think of a couple of the other countries, but, you know, China's on, on there, too. 
of doing all these little social programs and agendas because they eventually are going to bring it here. They're going to try. It's the last resort for them because they know we're the only country that has a standing army that's unaccounted for and unofficial. So that's the only thing holding them back from doing a complete and total overhaul in the U.S. Uh, I do believe we we are going to see our overhaul. I think it just takes time. You can't, there are 330 million of us here in this country. You can't wake them all up in a short period of time. This is rolling out like this by design in bite-sized pieces. Yep. As I say, it's like little breadcrumbs. They're just doing a little bit here, a little bit there. Soon you know, like- it's going to be like people are going to find themselves. If you compare where we at right now to where we were at in 2020, I mean, so much of the conspiracies are now legitimate facts, mainstream facts. Things I was canceled for are mainstream facts now. Absolutely. It's it's just slow. Yeah. And, you know, I said back in 2013 when the Boston bombings happened, uh, I said that all that was was a black flag operation to do a dry run of martial law in a big city, and they got away with it. Going to today, we had, what, a couple days ago in Arkansas, in Eudora, Arkansas, they performed a lockdown of their city without even going through the governor of that state. The sheriff in that uh, county locked the whole the whole city down. I think it was only like five, six hundred people in that city over one shooting. I did see some things about that. I saw where there was a news um, a news reporter that went in looking for the mayor of that city and they couldn't even find any city officials. Yep. And then if you looked at the video, they had one of the people that was a deputy on the sheriff's department had two badges on. And it's like, now what are they trying to pull here? And I think it's just another little piece of that crumb that they're trying to pull off to see what they can get away with in a rural uh, small city in a state here in the in the U.S. Um, I think that that's, that's very valid. But also a lot of people look at it as what they can get away with. But here's the thing. They've been getting away with these things for fucking eons. So maybe it's the final exposure of it because they've been going on. Maybe not that particular situation, but these types of situations have been going on for a long time. And they've been kept from the people and successfully used as terrorism devices to terrorize the people. And now when we're witnessing them, um, the people that are fighting in this digital warfare are exposing them for what they are and that general population is now seeing it more for what it is instead of continuing to buy the narrative and so although i know that a lot of people feel like oh they continue to get away with it but are they continuing to get away with it because the people can see it now and that's what it takes for this country to take its power back is the people themselves have to see the corruption for what it is they have to see the depth of it the nature of it uh because one day this corruption will try to creep back in. And if we don't teach our children what to look for, how we were infiltrated and indoctrinated, they won't know what to look for themselves. They won't know how to prevent it in the future or what to look for, the signs and symptoms of it. Um, There's a quote, yeah, hard times make tough, what, hard times make tough men, tough men make hard times, something like that. Yep. And so I I actually believe that we are witnessing the exposure of the corruption. And although there's many people that have been awake to it for a long time and they're like, see, they keep getting away with it. But 
before in past times, they did get away with it and the people didn't ever wake up to it. Where right now what we're witnessing is massive people coming to life, standing up. I mean, maybe I'm in an echo chamber on on like my socials because I do think they, they just lump us into echo chambers. Uh, but the amount of people that are speaking are mind blowing. It warms my heart to scroll through my feed and see so many fucking people standing up. Yes, and we need to continue to do it. Yes. We need more and more people to become awake. We need more people using their platforms. That's why myself, I went and started a podcast because I was tired of TikTok taking me down. So I wanted to have another outlet. So this way I'm not censored. I can say whatever I want and I can spread more information and more truth and not be disciplined for it. The censorship is wild. Uh, it is absolutely eye-opening. I do think it also works in a way that people aren't noticing, which is it's forming the team. It's forming those people that are all standing together. Uh, we keep lifting each other back up. We've connected outside of those sources. Uh, I do really think that it, even though it is really shitty, I hate the censorship. I've had 47 social media accounts. I totally hate the censorship. But I also see where it's helping form our team. It's helping to build the Patriot side. Absolutely. And how many uh, accounts have you gone through on TikTok alone? TikTok alone, I'm up near like, I want to say 27 on 27. TikTok. So uh, I, it's on... hard to keep track. And I'm also forgetting my login information these days. <laughs> so I'm struggling. Uh, I struggle. Uh, nobody talks about the struggle. It is a real struggle to be awake in this world. Not only do you get a lot of discrimination. I live in Seattle-ish. So I've been physically thrown out of the hospital because I didn't have a good enough attitude about all the shit they were forcing me to do against my will. Yeah, been there, done that. Not in the hospital, but in stores, local stores here where I live. I refuse to put on a mask. And then if they want me to put it on, then I just tell them, hey, sorry, you're going to lose my business. I'm never coming back. Yeah. I mean, we only have two grocery <clears throat> stores where I live. So that part's kind of unfortunate. Um, but also the fortunate part about that is I live amongst a bunch of country people. Everybody got eggs. Everybody got a little farm somewhere. So, I mean, there's pluses and minuses to that, but I only actually have two corporate grocery stores near me. Well, that's great. And there's one about every other block here. Small city, but you know, you have like four or five Walmarts and you have, you know, all the corporate stores, like you said. There's so much corporate. Our one, we have one grocery store that's like a locally owned grocery store. And unfortunately, everything's like near double the price. Um, and not saying it's not worth the price because I it is worth the <coughs> price to support those people. But if you just, I mean, the way corporations have taken over America is wild. And it really sometimes feel like it's we the people against corporate America. And that's what it is. It's corporate, uh, corptocracy. And that's where we're at right now. You know, you can't, uh, go to a hospital and just be treated without being harassed because, you know, they have to call and verify with insurance to make sure that it's a, uh, a, a visit that they can uh, uh, pay for. Um, if you get any medication, they have to call the insurance company to get permission to give it to you and see if, that's a medicine you can have, you know, so like they have any kind of uh, knowledge as to what your health might be like as to whether you should have it or not. I hate 
uh, Western medicine. That is something that I've always, since I was a little kid, uh, I've never taken part in Western medicine. So <clears throat> the big pharma, the doctors, the whole system is so corrupt. And the way that the insurance is set up, the doctors don't serve patients. The doctors answered at the insurance companies and all bedside manner was lost the, the day any of those documents were signed for us to re be required to have insurance. There's no bedside manner anymore. No. And, you know, I was talking to uh, Gray State uh, about this on my live yesterday. I, you know, he works in the medical industry and I worked 21 years in the medical industry. And back when I started at the hospital I started at, they had the doctors had their own insurance is the HMO and that HMO took care of you. You know, you had five to $10 co-pays for your medicine. You didn't have to go through the bullshit of you can have that medicine or no, you couldn't have that medicine. Uh, you go get treated for anything without being harassed by somebody saying, well, insurance won't let you do it. You know, it's not on the list of things that you can get done you know, you actually were taken care of because it was ran by a group of doctors. And now you have all these big insurance companies coming in and they're just, you know, they'll pick and choose what you can do. You know, Agreed. I know somebody, I know somebody that's a diabetic and they were taking non-insulin and they went to go get their medicine. They were paying $25 a month to get it. And now they can't, they have to pay 177 because it's no longer valid for them to have it. But then we have our president handing out crack pipes and funding everything in Ukraine. Absolutely. And you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just wild to me. That's just wild to me how anybody can't see it for what it is. Yeah. And we all know, I mean, all of us in the Patriot community knows it's money laundering. That's exactly what they're doing. And, you know, it's like Pelosi on her last day giving everybody a, a raise and they're all going to make $212,000. That's just hush money because she knows there's a potential chance that she may go before a committee or go get arrested. That's her, her hush money so that they don't testify against her. Absolutely. Uh, all the book deals, all of the foundations, it's all for passing around money. Uh, at, yeah. Can't, can't stand that system. Mm. Yeah. And you know, you look at them, they go into office and they're making what? 170, $180,000 a year, but then they come out and they're worth a hundred and, $150 million. I wonder where they got that money from. Right. Uh, it's like, amazing how rich they get on the, on the backs of the taxpayers. Right. And that's why I have an issue with everybody that's in there because you could be a good politician and actually be trying to do the work for America. But at some point they're either a going to run you out of there because like Madison Cawthorn, you know, they ran him out of there because he didn't want to comply to everything that they wanted to do. wanting to go to a party and do cocaine and be with hookers and strippers and everything else. So they ran his ass out of there. Well, they can't blackmail you unless you give them blackmail material. Right. And then the other part is you're just going to succumb to the establishment. You're going to just take the money and you're going to be bought off. And that's the way DC works nowadays. That's exactly how, it's It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It is all a giant scam on the American people, you know, and then people get mad because, you know, the right says this or the left says that, well, they're both, you know, as they say, it's the two wings of the same bird. Yep. This is a, this is a shit show that they just want to put on for everybody. 
to continue to keep you a divided and b dumbed down to not even think or even critically question anything that they're doing up there. The fact that they can take a 4,000 page bill and not read it and pass it, it just goes to show how much they care about the American people. Absolutely. Especially when it's worth $1.7 trillion or some such nonsense. And we don't have that money. I mean, that's the, that side of the economy. The economy's going down. They are riding that bitch into the ground. Yep. And they're getting everything that they can now before it's all goes kaput. Well, yeah, let them eat cake. They don't give a shit about us. We will be down in the um, in the thick of it, if you will, while they get to sit in their, you know, fenced off fancy houses. Yeah, or go underground to all these tunnels that are being exposed. Because we'll be up here, you know, survival of the fittest. Basically. And, you know, um, I wish the Biden voters would have just left that shit in their yard so I would know which houses uh, (laughs) owe me. Now, see, I'm in western Kentucky, and it's mainly a conservative state. We have a dim governor who does happen to stumble into that job because the Republican governor at that time was caught up in a whole charade, and he got busted and ended up losing uh, his governorship. So I don't expect Andy Bashir to be our governor next time around when they go vote, but the amount of liberals I live around is just unfucking believable. Just knowing the where I've grown up all my life used to be all conservative. There was rarely anything liberal about anything that was across this, the bridge in Indiana or right here where I'm at. But they're stupid enough to let me know who they are. So, you know, I just know in my neighborhood and where I'm located at, there'll be a lot of empty places. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we've got quite a few of them here. We're in the town in which I live. I live like kind of outside of Seattle. So we have a good ratio. We've got a good mix. I'd say we're a good 50 50, if not like 75 percent Patriot at this point. Uh, But the closer you get to that city, the scarier it gets. I guarantee. Yeah, I got family that lives out near Portland. They live, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 miles outside of Portland and you know, it's just a liberal shithole. Yeah. Portland is very comparable to Seattle. They are literally the same. It's, Absolutely. Um, it's sad, though. It's sad to see our beautiful cities. These cities are f- some of the most beautiful cities in the nation. And they are just being ran into the ground. We literally have tent cities that just go for miles. As far as you can see, tent cities in the city. Now, I posted a video today about uh, El Paso. And it's just unrecognizable El Paso is it's all the immigrants that are in the streets there and the homelessness on top of it. So, you know, I'm like two hours from the Canadian border. So that's pretty far up in, up north, right? Yeah. We also have the illegals up here and they they're panhandling and things and you can tell that they are they are fresh off the boat if you will not trying to be disrespectful they are human beings and i do have a certain level of respect for human life uh, but then on the other hand if you want to be in our country you come in the proper channels this is not okay this invasion that we're experiencing is not okay you take the proper channels or don't bother coming absolutely and i agree to an extent 
that our process does need to change somewhat because there, I mean, there's people I know that I work with that are here on visas and they're just, you know, waiting, but they've been here for like seven years and they're still waiting. Yeah. So, you know, that needs to speed up just, just a little bit instead of making some of these people wait for so long. And then the, what they're doing to the Southern border, I mean, why aren't they being tried for treason and the bullshit? It just, it gets me that they continue to leave the Southern border completely wide open. The corruption is so deep. We don't have the manpower in the right places to be able to control it, but it should be very eye opening to the people in those areas. And even I'm all the way up two hours from the border. I mean, that's like the whole country, right? right. I mean, people should wake up to the fact that, the people in power's interest is not in America. They want to destroy America, and they're doing that. They're allowing us to be completely invaded. So not only have we been infiltrated by the evil in power, but now we're being invaded as well. Yeah, absolutely. So have you, uh, do you have Roku? I don't. You don't? Okay, because I was going to say, I did a video on uh, the new app that's on uh, Roku called Burrow, and it's by the Red Pill Red Pill Network, and you have all the documentaries, which I'm surprised Roku has allowed it, but it has every documentary on every aspect of conspiracy you could think of. You know, they got the Died Suddenly on there. They have uh, oh, yeah. the Pedogate and Pizzagate. You know, um, I follow a lot of that on Telegram. So I share and follow. I have a lot of those documentaries pinned to the top of my Telegram channel for that reason, uh, because sharing this information is the most important thing we can do right now. Uh, it is the peaceful way of our revolution by waking the neighbors and getting everybody on board. We will have an opportunity to take our country back. And when that happens, we need the majority of Americans. We'll never get them all because some are just too heavily indoctrinated. But the majority of Americans to be awake and aware of what we are witnessing. Yeah. And Steve Bannon had a doctor on a couple of days ago and they were talking about the statistics on the clot shot and said that they did a poll on uh, American people and they said, 28% of Americans know someone who died due to the shot. So that rounded out to be anywhere between 60 to 90 million Americans. Well, and that's supposed to get worse. Uh, you know, when all of this was first going down, the doctors and such that I was following on, following on the back channels were saying that we're going to see the effects of this, the heat of the effects of this in 2023. Yes. So, as much as we are witnessing that now, no doubt, it's going to get a lot worse. And we I are think going to... Go ahead. It's genocide. We are witnessing genocide. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that ties in this whole human compositing. I think the funeral homes are already overwhelmed. There's going to be mass graves, and there's a lot of graveyards that don't have enough room to put people in. I think that's why we've seen those mass grave liners way back when, when Alex Jones exposed it uh, with Jesse Ventura on conspiracy theory, that these are going to be coming into play because we're going to have people just dying over, left over, right. And one of the doctors, Dr. Uh, Pete Chambers, he was a military doctor, 
and he talked about it uh, about two months ago. He said about February, March, you're really going to start seeing the numbers start to really climb. It's going to be sad. My soul doesn't like that kind of thing. I know that that probably nobody does, but like I'm very empathetic and I can feel, I feel energy that maybe others don't feel. And so that sadness, the sadness of the world is already heavy. I can only imagine how heavy it's going to be by the time we get to those days. Yes. And, you know, I don't make fun of people who took the shot because a lot of people had certain situations where they had to. Absolutely. And they were lied to. They were duped. It's called informed consent for a reason. They were lied to. We didn't even get the ingredients list. People were injecting themselves before we even got an ingredients list. Yep. And like you have people who are going through court situations over, you know, their children uh, for their children. You had people who are taking it because of their job. You know, I know a lot of people that were in the medical field. They took it because they wanted to keep their job to be a nurse. And, you know, I know people who didn't take it at first and they walked away from their job, but they felt compelled to go back to take care of the people and still took it knowing what it could do to them just so they can go back and, and, and take care of those people. Yeah. It's, it's really a wild thing to witness, honestly, when it comes to that thing, that, uh, the informed consent around it is the important part though. That's what a lot of people don't seem to understand is that we were not given informed consent. There was not enough research on it. It literally couldn't pass animal trials. And if they would have been announcing the fact that it couldn't pass animal trials, a lot of people would have been more informed to know the risks. Right. The informed consent part is, see, that's where, that's why, what the Nuremberg Code was put in place for. Exactly this. Yes. And then you need to take Fauci, you need to take Tedros, you need to take all these people that were complicit in it and take them before a military tribunal and charge them with treason. I, on, I, my soul, I believe we're going to see it. You want to know how much I'm so confident in this? I actually have matching jammies for my entire family for the day the tribunals, we get to watch tribunals, we're going to have our patriotic jammies on. <laughs> yeah, I fuck that shit. I, I believe we will see tribunals in our lifetime. I believe sooner than later. I don't believe it'll be more than five years. Yeah, uh, you I... know, in, in recent wars, previous wars, they did the same thing just because we haven't witnessed it in our lifetime doesn't mean we won't see it yep and i completely agree with that i think i think we'll probably be about two to three years out from that i think we will see a mass die off of people and then Which that will, will set re- more people's fire on fire that yeah. that massive die people are going to lose beloved they're going to realize the danger they're going to stand with us there's it's the nothing can stop what's coming what is coming is we the people. We the people are coming, and it's a very slow process, but we are going to fucking slaughter this corruption. Yes, I agree with that part. And I think that it's a chess game. They Absolutely. know what their they know what their playbook is. We know what their playbook is, but they don't really know what our playbook is. Yep. We're the we are kind of the undetermined thing that they they don't realize. They think we're just too stupid and too dumbed down. 
but the patriots that are around there are trying to wake people up why do you think they're censoring all of us all over these social media platforms that's exactly it and it's getting to the point where they can't they can't keep it censored any longer because there's just too many of them and i do think at some point we will see the intercontinental communications blackout but i think it'll be a form of censorship because they can't censor us all and at some point when it's 60 70 90% of the population how are you going to censor that you can't you have to shut it off yeah and i think that's one of the main things that will happen i will i almost guarantee there's going to be like a nuclear emp they will wipe out the power grids something yes i agree uh what it will be is always debatable but i also if you look both sides are talking about it um the left side if we want to call it that or the evil in power is what i like to call it but they talk about it too whether it be solar flares or energy crisis or you know they've got all these excuses but they're talking about it just <coughs> the same where the patriots or our side of this is telling you it's going to be intentional while the other side saying oh no it's it's climate change yeah and i think it's i think this all ties with why they're continuing to keep russia in china new north korea i think that's why they're that's being surfaced a lot is i think it will be used as a way to do a, a black flag operation in the country and then blame, that too. blame yep. russia blame china or blame north korea one of them somebody's gonna get the blame and it won't be our own government because we know how complicit the fbi and the cia are into everything so i was just talking about that with my husband this morning in fact not to change gears but we're changing gears uh okay. so when did the revolution start did it in fact start when they overthrew our duel 11 3 or did the revolution start when they killed jfk because hmm. you know that's interesting right because right. revolution, the definition of revolution is overthrowing the government for a new order. And well, if they killed a sitting president, then the revolution started when JFK died. Very, very interesting. I never really thought of it that way. It's, uh, you know, perspective. I, I don't pretend to know all or be all, but I do sit around thinking about a lot of weird shit that I never would have given any thought to 10 years ago. I like that. Now I'm going to really have to sit there and ponder it in my head for the rest of the night. Like, damn, she is correct. <laughs> it's it's crazy. If they've been infiltrating this long, I mean, think about it. They have infiltrated to the highest level. They have the highest position in the world infiltrated. Yes, they do. And that's, and, I mean, that took time. That didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And see, like my mom, she was a, uh, the true conspiracy theorist of the family. She was she had always been adamant that our government killed JFK. And I grew up listening to her and all her her conspiracies on it. And she always said that she thought it was tied to George W. Uh, George H.W. Bush because of his uh, involvement in the FBI and the CIA at that time. And so she pretty much was adamant that the CIA FBI coordinated this assassination because he was exposing too much he his two weeks before he died he made the speech where he was going to shatter the cia into the wind yeah and then he was conveniently dead wasn't that the iron mountain speech or whatever where he said there were also shadows of a shadow I, government i'm not 100 percent, but i i watched it i don't know what it was called i watch a lot of things and then i'm like wait a minute i've seen that i know 
I heard that. I, I don't know where I got it. Yeah. And then, you know, that was, you know, the downfall because a lot of things came with that whenever he was assassinated. Well, and it's continued to snowball out of control ever since. And here we sit, you know, I think that a lot of this infiltration that we are witnessing started long before even I was born. Right. I think a lot had a tie. My personal opinion on JFK was they didn't like what he was doing on uniting the country. They want to keep us divided. 100%. They they didn't want him and Martin Luther King marching up and down streets with Bobby Kennedy and getting people on board with the, with unity. They didn't want black people and white people mingling period, because if that happened, then that would, you know, completely tear down the whole entire system. Yep. The system is built on hatred. Love will win. That is sounds crazy, but I honestly believe I was sent to this time. I don't, my soul, my spirit, whatever resides in this physical vessel that I call my body has been sent to this time to help humanity through this time because we if we don't stand up now humanity is lost not just america not just freedom but like this corruption is taking over the whole world yes it is everywhere you turn there is corruption in every single country it's it's truly scary and also very liberating and the free most spring moment in my life was when i was canceled it hurt like a motherfucker, but at the same time, like, I've never been freer. I'll say whatever the fuck I want, whatever the fuck I want to say it. I the, Nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do. And that's uh, that's another reason why I fell in love with your content, because you're just like me. I just, I tell it how it is. You can try and cancel me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go down without a fight. I mean, this is my 41st account on TikTok. I've been completely taken down off of Facebook years ago. Um, and I was permanently disabled there, but then I got a new device and I put a VPN on that device and now I can go and make, they don't have this one's IP. So mm-hmm. I still, I still visit over there and I, I deliver the news every now and again, because these are the battlefields. Oftentimes I'm not very successful on truth. I'm not very successful on Twitter, uh, but these other battlefields, I feel like I'm, I'm successful at reaching people. Yeah, and that's the one thing I like about TikTok is if you resonate with just one person and they share your content, you can pick up easily 100, 200, 1,000 people in a click of a you know button. It's true. And it'll spread like wildfire, and then you, know, you start building a base. And that's why I enjoy being on TikTok. That's why I won't go off TikTok, and everybody can continue to say, oh, well, it's a communist application well what do you think we're on here in the states seriously if they think that their phones are not a communist application the actual device that they're holding in their hands they're high they're not paying attention because they're the people that own these devices in our hands are controlled by the people that control ccp they are the ccp they're controlled by china all of it absolutely so you know you can get it's the illusion of freedom uh same with facebook facebook it shops your information too. It will steal your information just the same. There's grifters and thieves and just liars there as well. So, you know, it's all controlled by the same people just because we believe that Mark Zuckerberg controls Facebook while, you know, Elon now, but Dorsey before was controlling Twitter. No, they're all controlled by the same people. Absolutely. It's illusions. It's, 
it's just like uh, the corporate media. I mean, it's owned by yep. six corporations. All 100%. the media in the world is owned by six corporations. So it's all going to be their narrative of what they want to push. So I've never been a news watcher. And when I first started on this journey, I was like asking my friends. This was my first question. When we first we had bad riots in Seattle, we actually had riots where they locked the police in their precinct and set it on fire. OK, we had peaceful protests. My bad. They were peaceful protests. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Um, it was just so scary here to have these things going on. And I've forgotten my point. So there's that. <laughs> So what other media can people find you on? Um, you can find me. My TikTok is always changing. My number one piece of media that I use is Telegram. And so I'm going to go ahead and disclaim. Yeah, I know it's Russian owned and I know it's it's going to steal my information. So is Twitter. So is Facebook. And these people want to pretend like, you know, Telegram so much worse than all these. No, it's not. It's the same as all the other social apps, except on Telegram, I share all the information that I've been sharing on Facebook and TikTok that gets me disabled. And not one time have I been disabled on Telegram. So I continue to use Telegram as my command post where I post all the information. And when I get disabled from my like funzy, uh, my battlefields, that's where I also then will go, hey guys, this is where you can find me so that you can reconnect with my TikTok or my Facebook or whatever I may have had disabled. Okay. And are you on Twitter and all that stuff too? Or I am on Twitter. Um, I My Twitter handle is Misfit Patriot, uh, M-S-F-I-T Patriot. Uh, however, I have been, since Elon took over, I have had one of my accounts completely disabled. And so I do believe that there's still some control maybe from a back door or something because I was putting out information on Twitter and they disabled me in recent times, like two weeks ago. Yeah. I've uh, had a couple of my posts taken down as well for uh, posting about Epstein Island and uh, some human trafficking stuff. They took my, my uh, posts down. Yeah. I think that there's still some control maybe through back doors or back channels or maybe infiltrators still working there. I don't know, but there's still some kind of control over the information there. Uh, so even though I did give you my handle and I'm happy to join, I do follow back. But it's one of those things where I'm not sure how long it'll last. And so, again, my telegram is my command post. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I enjoyed having you on and maybe we'll have you on again in the future. That sounds fantastic. And thanks for having me. This is my third podcast. So sorry for the struggles. I'm a hot mess. Uh, yeah, it's no struggles at all. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for the patriotism and loving our country enough to sacrifice self to save it. All right. Thank you. And enjoy the rest of your day. You too. And thank you. All right. Peace out. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast. Find the Kentucky Renegade Patriot on TikTok and Instagram, as well as the Renegades Rant Podcast on Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, and many others.